Welcome back to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. This is your host, Amos Medford. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I have an exciting episode today that I think everyone will enjoy. We're going to take a little break from the turkey series, and I am traveling north of the border by phone to talk to uh, Will DeRover of Bear Beans Coffee. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy this conversation. And uh, I know nothing about bear hunting, so um, Will kind of gives me a few basics, and we keep it keep it pretty basic. But it was interesting to me to find out a few things and uh, get an idea of how things work. And uh, also, um, with that said, uh, Will has some awesome coffee available at BearBeansCoffee.com, so check them out. Uh, link will be. In the description of the episode so definitely want to check out that coffee it's good stuff um, I've had it several times I'm sure I'll be ordering more so uh, check that out and a uh, big big part of what he does is uh, donating to uh, conservation organizations it's uh, it's good stuff and uh, you know a portion of the proceeds is definitely going to uh, protecting hunting so good stuff there and hope you all enjoy this conversation with Will DeRover, Bear Beans Coffee. Welcome back to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast, and we're excited today to be joined by Will from Bear Beans Coffee. Will, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, are you getting like snow up there in Canada, or how's it how's it going? <laughs> well, some part, <laughs> some parts of Canada. I uh, I just drove halfway across the country on the on the weekend and. I hit a bit of a bit of everything on the way past, but here in BC, it's like uh, probably almost 20 degrees today and sunny, which 20 Celsius. So I don't know what that would be in Fahrenheit, but it's it's warm. Gotcha. Yeah, I have no idea what the conversion is. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking some time and you're at work and I'm at work. I'm actually on the road making deliveries. So we'll ask everybody to bear with any background noise, but uh <laughs> I appreciate you taking some time to join me. Could you, you just introduce yourself, uh, you know, kind of where you're from, what you got going on? I know you're from the coffee, but, uh, you know, you've you've got quite a bit going on. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Will Drover. Um, I'm a husband, father of three little boys. Um, I have been a hunting guide in previous years, um, guiding bear hunting and I also started up Bear Beans Coffee in the last year, and uh, that's that's what I'm doing right now, as mostly as a, a passion project and as a way to give back to bear hunting and bear conservation. Very cool. Yeah, that's um, that's awesome, man. I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that you used to guide, but um, I knew you had some ties there, so that's that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Bear Track Outfitters is the the company that I still own part of. And uh, I, I don't do a ton of guiding there myself just because it happens to be halfway across the country. But, but yeah, yeah it's, I still am a part owner there. And Brandon, my uh, business partner, runs the show there and he does a, an amazing job. Okay. So that's very cool. And uh, I'm just going to get into bear hunting. That's something that, uh, you know, you're very passionate about and uh, working on the conservation uh, aspect of. But, you know, could Absolutely. you kind of tell us the story of, you know, Bear Beans Coffee, um, you know, the coffee itself and, and kind of the idea there? Yeah, for sure. So it was about last uh, October or November, 
I believe it was when I first started thinking about this, this company, Fairbeans. And uh, because of COVID, we, the borders have been shut down for a couple of years. So we haven't done a lot of bear hunting because all of our clients come from the U.S. And uh, so it's been a slow couple of years for the, the guiding side of things. So we're trying to think of ways of how to stay involved in bear hunting and, and maybe find a way to somehow give back to conservation at the same time. And I mean, most of us love coffee, so I figured it'd be a just a natural fit. And uh, so I, I, I found some, uh, a supplier of super good coffee beans and, and uh, we got three different kinds of coffee that we provide now. And, and yeah, we give 10% or depending on how it works, 10% or $1 per bag goes to uh, bear conservation where we support organizations like how for wildlife and blood origins and uh, a bunch of others. And it's, uh, it's been extremely fulfilling to, to have a business where we uh, provide a good product and we're also able to give back to uh, hunting conservation, which is super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I love the, there's a high level of commitment there. Um, I'm not busting on 2% for conservation at all. They're awesome. But, you know, 10%, you know, that's, that's a big commitment and that's pretty, yeah. that, that stands out. Um, and then I've tried all three, um, of coffees and they're awesome. So the coffee itself is, is amazing. Nice. Which one? Is- um, our favorite is, uh, spring awakening. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. my wife and I, both of our favorite. We agree on that one. <laughs> oh, that's perfect, man. I'm glad you like it. But- yeah, yeah, we're enjoying it. Have you always been like a coffee drinker connoisseur? Like, no, not a not a connoisseur. I've I've been learning a lot about coffee these last uh, six months or so. Now, I mean, I've always drank coffee since I was I was a teenager, but uh, I never I just drank the the crap coffee that you buy at the grocery store. <laughs> but uh, now that I'm getting into into real coffee and good coffee, I'm really uh, having a bit of an awakening on on how. How much crappy coffee I've been drinking in my past? Yeah, there's a <laughs> when you when you finally turn the corner of trying good coffee, it it makes absolutely makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, it totally does. I didn't know how big of a difference until we we actually started doing this, and I was doing my research on on different coffees, and and uh, I wanted to have a good one, so it was uh, I went down a bit of rabbit hole there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, speaking of the coffee itself and, you know, bear bean, is there plans like for more, more roasts? Are y'all going to do like some, uh, you know, merchandise and stuff like that? Or are you just going to kind of go with the three roasts for now? And, and, uh, um, yeah, we're, we have just the three roasts right now and I do plan to expand it, but, uh, I feel right now these, these three are, are real good ones. And I think on the coffee side of things, I'll probably keep it the same for a bit, but yeah, like, <clears throat> like you're saying, I definitely planning on doing some merch and also I got something going on right now where it's, um, it's like a little portable filter system that you can buy that come, that would come with the coffee. So you can take it out when you're hunting and, and make like single serve coffees out in the bush. So it's, uh, you don't have to take all of your coffee making equipment with you, but it's pretty much like instant coffee, but with actually good grounds. So it's, uh, that'll be coming soon. Okay. That sounds very cool. That sounds like you know, obviously a good fit for the type of people, you know, buying the coffee, but, uh, you know, very useful for sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of why I'm doing it. Cause even for myself, it's, it's always tough to, 
to get good coffee out when you're hunting and you take these uh this instant coffee along and it's it's kind of crappy so then you just end up not taking anything so i'm trying to find a solution to actually make it easy to get good coffee in the bush nice yeah that's that's awesome always there's always you know built-in problems i guess when you're uh when you're going out especially if it's like for days and stuff like that for something mm -hmm. um so that's pretty cool to find a, a solution yeah for sure it's uh uh, you'll you'll see it coming out in the next little bit. I'm trying to put together the right the right formulas and everything, and it'll uh, I'll be sharing some videos on Instagram pretty quick here. Very cool, very cool. Now let's kind of that's a little bit on the coffee, which is is awesome. I love it. Um, I'm I've become I guess a big coffee drinker. I would have never called <laughs> um, you know even a few years back, but um, my wife was a very big has always been a very big coffee drinker so okay the past five years have been uh very very coffee laden for me <laughs> nice so it's been a good thing cool as i can tell <laughs> all but, right on. Uh, um, you know let's talk about bear hunting a little bit you know, barely, uh no pun intended touched on the fact that you were a, a guide um and that you still own you know partially own a guiding service but how did you start bear hunting and kind of where has, has that side of the journey taken you? Yeah. So I didn't actually start hunting till I was around 18 or 19. I didn't grow up hunting. None of my family hunts or anything like that. And my wife was actually the first introduction I've ever had into hunting because her family hunted. And when I got to know her, then that's, that's when I first was really introduced to it. And we, we didn't hunt much um, back then, but then we moved from British Columbia here to Manitoba when we were about 1920. And um, that's actually where I, I got into hunting a lot more because we made friends out there that that uh, that we had a farm. So we, we would let people come hunt and we would just tag along with them. And that's sort of where we got into it. And that's also how I met my business partner, Brandon, um, through church actually. And we, we hunted together for a bit and he kind of introduced me to, to bear hunting. And when we sold the farm, then he, uh, he had been a guide for years and years. So the, uh, the idea was that, that he would bring the experience and we would bring a bit of the capital and, and we would, um, buy an outfitter together. And it's, uh, I think it's been four or five years now and it's been absolutely amazing. Like without Brandon, we would have never been able to do it because his, his experience and his knowledge on bear hunting is just top notch. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, an awesome, uh, awesome partnership. Um, you know, a lot of value alignment, you know, me the church, but then him kind of being able to really bring the knowledge on bear hunting itself. Um, like you said, you didn't grow up you know, hunting. What, uh, do you remember like the first time you ever went bear hunting? Was it like, uh, just to and from the stand or did you like go for like a couple days or how did that work? If you remember. Well, the funny thing is that I never actually bear hunted before I started bear guiding. So my first bear hunt experience was when I was guiding or learning how to guide with, uh, with Brandon and, and the guy that we bought the hunting outfitter from. So I, I was definitely thrown in the deep end with bear hunting. It was gone from never really seeing a bear in the wild to um, being out there, uh, learning how to guide them and seeing multiple bears harvested per week. And it was <laughs> quite the experience, but man, I was, I was hooked after that first week. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> man, I don't even know where to start with questions. I, I literally <laughs> know nothing about bear hunting. Um, they've had like one, one uh, bear hunt in the past. I don't know what it is at least 10 years, probably 20 years here in Florida. So oh, wow. um, I don't know the exact dates, but there's been like one. That, mm. uh, anyway, it, that's a whole different issue with uh, that's, that's one reason why it appeals to me. The, uh, the emphasis on conservation, mm-hmm. um, you know, not that I'm, I'm certainly not an expert on numbers and stuff like that, as far as the bear numbers here, but sometimes you see the, seasons that get canceled you know strictly for political reasons i guess mm-hmm. and uh you know your involvement with like hal.org and um or how for wildlife and all that you know that's a big a big deal because you have uh you know like dogs getting snatched off porches and you know mm-hmm. bears in the yards and yet you know one group is saying the numbers aren't there and there's no hunts and it's like I feel like there's a simple solution to this, but people don't uh, don't want to look at it. No, exactly. Well, and it's people won't just listen to the facts and actually listen to the biologists that are telling them um, what should be happening from a scientific point of view, and uh, and yeah, letting those emotions just get get involved and and uh, getting all political about it. It's it's it suffers. The bear population suffer. The the ungulate population suffer when we don't manage the predators and. And it sucks for hunters because we're not able to uh, to go out and do what we love, which is bear hunting. So yeah, and you know, and like like you said, think of it in such a way that like it's people's if you own an outfitter, you know, it's literally mm-hmm. livelihood. Oh yeah. Not thinking about that. Um, there's there's a whole lot. There's so many levels to it. But oh, exactly. And I like the the bear hunt that got canceled in Washington just recently. That I can't imagine how hard that would be for the outfitters there. Now they've their bear hunting season got cut down from a spring and a fall season to only a fall season. So pretty much half their, half of their livelihood is gone just like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough, you know, tough for sure. But uh, kind of getting back to like the hunting itself, um, you know, kind of kind of want to ask you, you know, do y'all usually um, hunt with guns or bows or is there um, stuff? Yeah, when we're guiding, we, we see about, I would say, 50-50 of people coming with bows or guns. And for, for us, we don't have different seasons. Um, in Manitoba, which is the province where our outfitter is, um, we don't have a different season for gun and, and bow for bears. So people can take whatever they want. We, we see a huge selection of, of bows and crossbows and shotguns and rifles and everything you can imagine people come up with, but it, it tends to be about 50, 50 between archery and, and, uh, firearms. Gotcha. So yeah, with, uh, for, for a first time bear hunter, um, there's a bunch of options, of course. Um, if, if you're in a place where you're allowed to hunt bears, uh, just like with over the counter tags and you can actually get tags yourself and you're in an area where you, uh, where you can bait bears. There's, um, I would say baiting is, is one of the best ways to, uh, to successfully harvest a, a mature bear. And it's one of the reasons why we use bait in Manitoba, which is uh, you can you can bait them and you can get the bears coming in front of you and you can really pick and choose which bears you take. So you can uh, you can do real good on the, the conservation side and make sure you're not shooting an immature boar or a sow. You can take your time uh, uh, choosing that, that big mature boar that, that is at the, 
a good point in his life where he's spread his genetics around and and uh, he's had a good life and he's ready to to pack it in, so to speak. So uh, yeah. I I would say baiting is one of the best ways for uh, for conservation hunting for sure. And uh, so I'll, I'll just give it a typical um, rundown of what we do at Bear Track, just as a an overview okay. on on a typical bear hunt. So so we'll we'll do our our pre baiting like two three weeks before actual hunting starts so we'll get we'll get bait out there and our bait consists of trail mix peanut butter um and all sorts of uh, good stuff like that right so so we'll do that um two to three weeks before we start hunting and we'll set up cameras and whatever else so we can start to see what's going on and then when we actually start hunting we'll go in a couple of days before rebate everything so that the bears are uh, have fresh food and then on the day of, we don't usually start hunting till about two in the afternoon because mm-hmm. we find our, the best activity is around, um, yeah, around late afternoon to evening when just when it's starting to get dark is when the big ones start coming out. Right. So our hunters usually are in the stand from anywhere from 2 p.m. till 8 or 9 or 10 whenever it gets dark, depending on what time of year it is. And uh, our, our tree stands are usually set up about... 20 to 30 yards from where the bait is so you have a real good a good look at the bears and you're able to judge them which is one of the most difficult animals to judge is a, a black bear but we have 55 gallon drums that our bait sits in and it makes it uh, somewhat easier especially when the barrel is still standing straight up to judge what size the bear is if it's depending on how many rings up the barrel it's, it's standing if it's back is flush with the barrel then uh, if you don't shoot it we're gonna we're going to call you an idiot because that's, that's a monster. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so usually by we've had extremely good success in the last couple of years at bear track. And I, most of our hunters are tagged out by Wednesday, Thursday of a, of a full week hunt. So it's, uh, it's been unreal. And especially I'm looking forward to this year because with two years of COVID and no bear hunting, it's, we're going to be pulling some absolute giants and, beautiful bears out of there yeah i'm sure it's gonna be crazy yeah yeah there's some pretty cool looking bears yeah you know have you seen, i'm sure with all the bears you've seen harvested you've seen some of the like blonde ones and like different stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah for sure my cool. the, the coolest one i've ever seen was it was almost like red it was like a um yeah it was it was crazy i, I can't remember what the the name of it is but uh it's yeah, it was like a red color, which I've never seen before on a bear on pictures or anything, but it was it was unreal. Wow, that's cool. And then one of the cool things about bears, like you know, I'm learning this from like, you know, Instagram or whatever, but <laughs> you know, it seems like much more of the bear gets used as compared to like some of the other game, like with the fat and all that, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The bear fat has a ton of a ton of uses. We uh, actually at Bear Track, we collect all the fat and we send it to um, a local company that makes it into um, bear grease for. They use it for um, like for skin. For people use it on their skin as like a cream, and you can also they make it into wax for candles and they they do all sorts of cool stuff with um, bear fat and it can get rendered into cooking oil and use it as. Um, yeah, use it as cooking oil as a replacement for butter when you're frying stuff up, and it's it's actually one of the best things to to cook food in 
as opposed to better as opposed to butter. So it's uh yeah, we use every last bit that we possibly can from a bear. Yeah, that's super cool. That's um yeah, that's definitely interesting to me as try. What's uh kinda along that same line, um, when it comes to like eating bear, what's maybe your you know, like with whitetail it's easy enough to talk about backstrap or whatever. But probably your best your favorite way to prepare you know bear yeah so it, with bear you really want to do it low and slow if you can um okay. to get out the it can be a bit tough if you don't prepare it properly and if you if you rush it but i've had extremely good luck with marinating it for up to 72 hours and then and then uh, doing it in a slow cooker make it into um yeah a bunch of different stuff roasts and like old pork style it can be uh absolutely amazing and we i uh, actually fed it to my family like my extended family as for thanksgiving a couple of years ago and and they they couldn't tell the difference they didn't know if it was pork or what until i told them so it was wow. uh, it was great awesome for sure. awesome. Cool, yeah a lot of people have uh, reservations about eating bear but uh, if you prepare it properly and as long as you're not shooting bears that are living on a dump then uh, bear meat is some of the best meat there is Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's good to know. Um, is the, uh, the terrain in uh, Manitoba, like where that, we know where y'all are there. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like, would that be considered pretty mountainous or is it? Uh... No, absolutely not. In in Manitoba, it's about, I would say a third of the way up Manitoba. If you look at it on a map between the two big lakes there, Lake Winnipeg and Lake Manitoba. So okay. it's, it's completely flat, actually. It's, it's all thick bush and swamps. And there's a lot of like ridges that run through the swamps and the bears love to travel those ridges. And we have a lot of our bait sites set up there on those okay. ridges. And I, when I say ridges, they're like a couple feet tall, not, not a big tall ridge. So it's, uh, oh. it's just a dry spot in, in the swamp that they run through there. There's like sand, sand ridges that I'm not sure how those were created back in the day, but, but, uh, somehow they and the bears love to travel up and down those so they're not walking through the swamp okay yeah interesting Not you know here in florida i i can actually um i can kind of see what you're saying about a three-foot ridge so i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> well here where i live here in bc it's uh it's very different obviously we got the mountains here and where where i hunt personally nowadays is it's uh yeah it's all spot and stock hunting and we'll go up on a ridge and glass for bears for for days and that's right. that's the kind of hunting that i do personally here just because i don't uh i don't have access we're not allowed to bait bears here in bc so mm-hmm. it's it's the only option we have okay i gotcha yeah i've i've seen i've probably watched like some videos of guys doing maybe that style of hunting um, mm-hmm. before which seems pretty cool in, in its own way you know yeah for sure it's just different you know and it's it can be diff- more difficult to to judge the size of a bear when you have nothing to um like to gauge it against and sometimes you'll be sorely disappointed on the the bear you thought was a monster ends up being pretty small and, and that's why bait hunting is it it uh it can be better that way like i was mentioning earlier where you can really take your time and gauge the bears and see which ones you're shooting and uh try to yeah. pick and choose which ones you're taking yeah absolutely and you know someone like if i was going to come up there you know just the travel expenses and all you know it'd be pretty 
it'd be a pretty big deal, you know. And mm-hmm. so if you're coming up there for a week or three days or something like that, um, you know, you want to have a pretty high percentage of of getting up. I mean, you yeah, know, that could, sure. that, could pretty, that could get pretty crazy if you're, you know, try to do that year after year. And then, uh, you know, the harvest rate is only like, you know, 25% or something <laughs> like that. No, so uh, at, at Bear Track, we, our harvest rates are, are incredibly good. They're like in the, the high 80s to 90%. And the guys that don't shoot bears, they're they're doing it by choice. It's not that they're not seeing them. So we, right. we say there's pretty much 100% opportunity to harvest, and, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, that guys always do. If they're looking for a specific color or a specific bear, then they'll, they might come back the next year looking for it again. A typical hunt, it's at Bear Track. is It starts um, hunters usually show up Sunday and leave Saturday, so it's a full like five days, six nights kind of deal. And right, right now we're we're running thirty six hundred um, thirty six hundred dollars for that, and that includes absolutely everything. So you you show up in camp, and we take care of like, we like your hunting license, and we'll pick you up and drop you off at the airport if you're flying. Um, transportation to and from your bait sites and, and everything will take care of handling your, your meat and the, the trophy, the hide will take care of it all. We can even uh, get it ready to go and send it to our, our taxidermist who we use for all of our stuff. If, if you'd like that, because some guys don't want to have the, uh, the risk of taking their hides down with them and they can't get it to a taxidermist soon enough. And uh, yeah, if, if the hide gets too warm, it'll, the hair will start falling out and it'll turn into real ugly ones. So I gotcha. That's, that's awesome. I mean, to have literally everything, um, Oh yeah. You know, completely covered. That makes it that way. You just don't have to worry about it. I don't know. Exactly. You can do these lower price hunts where you have to bring all of your own stuff and, and, uh, it's like semi guided and, but, and I, I just don't see the, the appeal to that much rather than other than that it's cheaper, but, is it really cheaper when, when we take care of all of your food and we give you lodging and, and you can even take out our boat to go fishing in the mornings or whatever, it's all included in that price. You show up in, in Manitoba and you, uh, you don't pay a cent until you leave again. So. Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely cool. Um, is the, uh, what are the, how do the season dates work? Like how long is it? A couple months or how does it usually run? Yeah, so we we can officially start bear hunting earlier, like in April, but we don't run our, our actual guiding season. Um, starts in first week of May and goes till about June 20th for the spring season, just because the, the ice is still on the lake and there's a lot of snow in early April. So we try to try to keep it to that first week of May. And then in the fall, we go from August 30 till October 15, so about a month and a half again. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing that those end up being times with like pretty good weather up there. Like that's probably a good time. Yeah. In the spring, it can be absolutely beautiful. It can be hot and, and that that can actually be a problem sometimes when it's too hot and the bears (laughs) won't move till till late at night. But, but, uh, but yeah, the spring in Manitoba is, is a beautiful time for sure. That's awesome. Well, that's cool, man. I, I appreciate you answering some of my questions. I Like I said earlier, you know, I, I just, I don't know anything about bear hunting and very little about bears. So, it's, you know, it's very interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I've seen a few bears, like I've had a few on trail camera, you know, okay. here. 
that are I mean they look huge to me they're probably not (laughs) you know I don't know if they're really that big or not but I saw one crossing the road in broad daylight one time okay um on the way driving from where I live in uh northeast Florida over toward the Tampa area where my parents Mm. live and in between there and that was a big bear like I said Mm. I don't know how it compare to like as far as like trophies or whatever yeah you know he was he was kind of not really running but you know jogging or whatever they do Mm -hmm. and uh I mean, when he had like his back paw out and his front paw out, you know, he was like across <laughs> the whole lane of trap. You know what I mean? Of the road. <laughs> that's a big yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a big one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, that's that's pretty cool. Um, you know what? I know. You know, mostly I wanted to ask you about bears and you know the coffee, which we kind of answered those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you hunt hunt other animals? Do you know, do you get after other stuff when you have time or I, I mean I know you're busy but yeah for sure I, I try to get out a couple times per year and, and do a um like a week-long mule deer hunt and then I'll try to get out for moose later in the in like later in the season November-ish but mm-hmm. uh I definitely definitely focus a lot on bears and um especially in the spring of course because that's the only, we only have bears to hunt here in BC in the spring we don't have turkeys or anything it'd mm-hmm. be like a I don't know, like probably a 12 or 15 hour drive to get to where we could hunt turkeys. So okay. it's a bit of a bit of a trek. So bears are only spring, spring animals. So I'm looking to get out here in the next, either this weekend or next weekend um, for my first bear hunt of the season. So hopefully see some pictures uh, rolling out pretty quick here. Nice. That'll be awesome. Good. Uh, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cool, man. Well, I just want to give you a chance, you know, here to, uh, tell everybody where to find you and anywhere you want to direct them obviously uh to the coffee to uh bear track outfitters um you know and anything anything you want to add if there's something that uh, you're you're dying to say that i didn't ask about or anything like that you know i'd love for you to just add whatever you want and let us know where to where to find everything you have going on yeah absolutely so um for for bear hunting and if, if you're looking to do a guided trip in in manitoba and get to to meet brandon and and uh, do some absolutely unreal bear hunting, then you can check them out uh, at beartrackoutfitters.com or beartrackoutfitters on uh, on Instagram and uh, let them know I sent you. And uh, for the coffee side of things, you can go to bearbeans.com for our website or, or follow us on Instagram at bearbeans.coffee. And I'd also like to say to anyone listening, please check out How for Wildlife. Um, I believe their website is um, just howl.org now they but uh, follow them and take action on all their their action items that that they have to uh, help hunters around the country so uh, if we all help each other out we can we can uh, beat back some of these anti-hunter people and and make get some wins for hunting so do that if you're if you're able please yeah absolutely and just to piggyback on the howl.org which I think when I first looked them up, they were not quite that easy to find. So mm-hmm. that's, awesome. that's awesome to hear that they got that. Um, yeah, for sure. But I definitely want to just piggyback on what you said and encourage everybody to go there because it's so easy the way they lay it out for you. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's very easy to um, participate and uh, you know help the voice of hunters to be heard um, because uh, we all know that 
you know, the other side is really good at being loud. So um, we've got we've got to do what we can. And there's there's a, an organization that um, sets it up at your fingertips very easy. absolutely. Uh, so, for sure. Because I know, you know, for someone like me, I'm all for conservation. I'm all for hunting, but I'm like, I don't know who to send the emails to, or I oh, didn't know there's sure. something going on in Washington State. You know, we're mm-hmm. polar opposite ends of the country, and <laughs> exactly. uh, they're able to bring it to your attention and set you up to where you can make take action very, very simply. Yeah, for sure. No, they're they're great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I will let you uh, get back to your work and. Uh, <laughs> I will do the same, but uh, thanks for uh, carving out a few minutes for me, and maybe we can uh, maybe we can do another one sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Amos. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You have a good one. You too. See ya. Just want to say thank you one more time for tuning in to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and uh, I enjoyed talking with Will. And uh, I think y'all will enjoy his coffee if you get a chance to order some. Um, I have definitely enjoyed it, so give it a try. And uh, I was, uh, you know, interested to learn some about bear hunting. Uh, it's not something that is available in the state of Florida at the moment, and uh, just not something I've ever gotten into or gotten the opportunity to try. But uh, very interesting, and uh, it's cool to hear from him. So. Thanks again for tuning in, listening, supporting everybody who uh, has followed along and really appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to keeping on, uh, keeping on and keeping on bringing some, uh, some great guests in and talking hunting. So everyone have a good day for those whose uh, turkey hunting seasons are rolling along. Good luck to y'all for those with some spring bear seasons. Definitely good luck to y'all. And uh, as always, honor God, work hard. Have fun and keep hunting.